Owen and welcome to the 90 Minutes or Less Film Fest. This is a podcast that celebrates films with a 90 minute or less runtime and is entirely created by guests on this podcast. Well, usually, but today is an Easter weekend special. And why? Because why not? I'm joined by regular host Sam Clements. Hello, Sam. Hello. Thank you for having me. So, Sam, what are we doing here today? Well, I thought that as we've currently got a bit of time on our hands, we're currently locked down in the pod grotto and there is the long Easter weekend uh, upon us. It might be a good time to go through some films that listeners to the podcast could watch in their homes this weekend. We've got a new release uh, to talk about. We've also got some of our personal favourite under 90 minute long Easter movies to talk about. And we've actually covered a whole bunch of films on the podcast, which are available to watch either for free on places like YouTube or are available on streaming services such as Amazon Prime and Netflix and things. So I've made a list of things what people could watch this weekend and then listen to our podcast about. So first off, this is a bit of a rare bird. This is Parsley Days, directed by Andrea Dorfman selected by a guest we had on last year a filmmaker amy adrian and i think we both really enjoyed this film parsley days originally made in 2000 it was her first feature and she's had a long history since then of making films in canada but they don't seem to travel very much so it's actually quite hard to see her work and weirdly when we made that podcast the film was uploaded to youtube by like the canadian cultural um, yes, some sort of Canadian film board had uploaded it for free and legally for anyone to watch. So please go to YouTube, search for Parsley Days. Yep, and give you can it a see watch the whole this film. weekend. See the whole film, listen to our podcast, and discover Andrea Dorfman. Excellent. And film number two is the absolutely fantastic Black Dynamite. I love Black Dynamite. We covered this on the podcast way, 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 way back at the start. I think it was our like second or third episode it was episode three and that was with kobe yamanaka who listeners may know from that episode but also from the excellent flicks watcher podcast which is a fellow stripped media network buddy and we've both been on flicks watcher as well choosing over 90 minute films i know the scandal uh, but kobe came on with black dynamite which i mean that film is such a hoot i watched it at the time and i loved re-watching it for this podcast it stars michael jai white who i mean that man's a genius <laughs> He's so, so funny in this movie, and I wish he had another big screen outing for that character. It's a really great movie. It's a hoot. It's a blast. And it's on Amazon Prime, so if you've got a Prime subscription, go and go and check it out. Film number three, we're moving streaming platforms over to Netflix to watch Stand By Me. I think Stand By Me is the ultimate under 90 minute film. Like It's a legit brilliant film that you would see on you know, the top 100 movies ever made list, the best American films of all time list. And we recently covered that with guest Mae Martin, who, if you are looking for a streaming recommendation, her new sitcom is on Channel 4, on, on all four, and you can see it as a box set. It's called Feel Good. It stars Mae Martin, it stars Lisa Kudrow, it stars Charlotte Ritchie. It's so good. Really, really loved it. And I'm so glad Mae chose Stand By Me for this podcast. 
And film number four? Again, it's quite an early one, but Disney Plus has just launched in the UK. I know it's been around in other territories for, for some time, but every single Disney film <laughs> basically is now available if you, if you have the Disney Plus streaming service. Uh, we, we both uh, got in there early. I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying all the Star Wars cartoons. Louise is not enjoying the Star Wars cartoons. No. I have been enjoying the early Disney shorts, though, the old Mickey Mouse cartoons, Donald Duck cartoons. They've been great. Absolutely. And they're all standalone stories. So technically eligible for this festival. Another thing that's eligible for this festival, though, is Toy Story, chosen by Dave and Kathy from the Cinemile podcast. Again, like one of my favourite films of all time. I'm really glad we got to cover this on the pod. And it's on, I mean, not just Toy Story 1, which is the one, the only one, which is under 90 minutes. So the only one that we really care about. But the whole Toy Story series is available on on Disney Plus if you want to. But uh, if you do watch Toy Story, the first one, 70 or so minutes long, uh, check out the early pod we did with Dave and Kathy. Our final selection from the back catalogue is... Something totally different. Uh, I've gone for New York is a Big Apple, which is a 10 minute long experimental essay film made up of found footage and and lots of uh, different sources of of sort of film content and that was selected by Alison SM Kobayashi who is director of special projects at Union Docs and this film is actually available to watch on the Union Docs website for free. I mean this film I thought was wonderful but there's so many movies on on that Union Docs website so do check that out. That's something something totally different. We've covered YouTube, Amazon, Netflix, uh, Disney Plus and the Union Docs website. There's something for everyone in that list. We will pop a link in the show notes to all of those podcasts and all of those films. Louise, what is your favourite under 90 minute long Easter movie? You say Easter film and my pick is slightly tenuous because when it comes to Easter, what do you think of? You think of eggs, you think of bunnies, you think of lambs. You think of lambs, you think of sheep. So my pick is the Shaun the Sheep movie. I mean, that is a good, that is a good pick. And it's a great film to watch at a bank holiday. Absolutely, whilst you're having your lamb roast. Yep, fun for all of the family, great for all ages, and there's no dialogue. Yeah, who needs dialogue on Easter weekend? Ugh, sick of it. Sit back, relax. I think it's a nigh-on perfect film. Uh, And I think it's a the ideal choice for a bank holiday watch. You heard it here first. So how do people watch Shaun the Sheep the movie? They can watch that on Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. Okay, well, you've gone for the classy choice. I have. Sam, what film have you chosen for your Easter pick? Well, anyone who knows me knows that I love a dog movie. And when I was asked what my favourite Easter film was, I looked at what Easter films star a dog. So I went for The Dog Who Saved Easter. I mean, Sam, did you just Google Easter films and went, (laughs) lol, dogs? I did Google Easter films and this was the first result, but it's the first result and it's 87 minutes long. Thus, it's become my favourite movie. Destiny. This is actually a sequel in The Dog Who Saved (laughs) franchise. (laughs) Did he save Christmas first? The dog did save Christmas first. He did save Christmas first, fine. Um, This is a... uh, It says straight to DVD, but I actually think it went straight to something like the Hallmark Channel. This is a straight to something sequel, and it stars Dean Cain. Of course it stars Dean Cain. It stars 
one of the Supermen. It stars one of the Supermen. <laughs> I like Dean Cain. Um, and yeah, he has had a very questionable career since his Superman days, doing a lot of straight-to-TV movies on, on things like the Hallmark Channel and, and stuff. And and this is this is one of them. But in this one, he is with a dog who saves Easter. A canine springs into action when three criminals try to sabotage a daycare centre for dogs. Oh. I assume this takes place over Easter <laughs> also. <laughs> And out of the whole of film history, you've chosen The Dog Who Saved Easter. It's got a really cute poster, and I'll let the listeners decide which film they enjoy more, Sean the Sheep, the movie, or The Dog Who Saved Easter. A challenge for you listeners. Please write in, tell us your pick. Uh, and we will tweet these uh, these posters, because both posters are beautiful, but The Dog Who Saved Easter is, is particularly great. Before we, we progress to the main event... I also wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who bid or shared the charity auction that we were running on the 90 Minutes uh, or Less Twitter feed. Uh, we ran this over the last couple of weeks, so sort of between pods, which is why we did not mention it on the podcast, but a good reason to check out our Twitter feed. Uh, we basically sold a load of discs uh, that we had watched for this podcast as part of our research. So uh, so yeah, we auctioned off uh, a load of under 90 minute films and a special poster that artist Sam Gilby created for our live event last year of uh, Safety Not Guaranteed and uh, past guest Mae Martins uh, very kindly signed a copy of her book for us to auction as well. Through all of that stuff we raised a whopping £748.36 for the Trussell Trust who... <laughs> for the Trussell Trust who are a uh, brilliant charity in the UK who support the uh, network of UK food banks and help to combat poverty. That just wouldn't have happened without uh, everybody who helped on social media. Also shout out to Simon Brew at Film Stories for, for supporting us and also past guest may martin for giving us a shout out filmmaker edgar wright uh, gave us a nice tweet and uh, director colin trevorrow really helped us also so uh, so yeah so yeah 748 pounds 36 pence is on its way to the trussell trust and i would like to do one of those giant novelty checks that you see in <laughs> films and tv shows So yeah, I <laughs> I <laughs> like to keep a track of uh, new releases, and if there is one under ninety minutes, that's always a good news story for us. And I spotted at the weekend that the sequel to the twenty sixteen Trolls movie called Trolls World Tour is bang on ninety minutes long, and because cinemas are closed, it's gone straight to premium streaming uh, which is where you can pay a lot of money to watch the film over a couple of days and it's uh, so it's available on amazon prime google the, the premium sort of streams premium streams yeah. premium streams yeah. uh, trolls world tour is on premium streams and yeah i thought well it's 90 minutes long we got to do it we've got no reason not to <laughs> <laughs> we've got the time obviously we haven't got a guest this week who could who can choose this film for us mm -hmm. but maybe we can put it into the festival as like a special presentation a little bit like a few years ago at the Cannes Film Festival, uh, you know, very classy world cinema, lots of very, you know, highfalutin sort of art films. They did have Madagascar Free in the festival. Well, it was an out of competition film. Exactly. So, yeah, so I guess we are opting to put this film into the festival in, in that special sidebar. And because of that, we both have to talk about it. These are the rules by which we live <laughs> on this podcast. The rods we've made for our own backs. So, first of all, Trolls World Tour, available right now in your living rooms. Just go on to Amazon or another sort of streaming place and, and you can get it. Don't know the Trolls films? That's fine. I can give you a potted history. <laughs> Sequel to the 2016 Trolls movie is an animated musical film from DreamWorks. 
It stars the voices of Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake is also an exec producer on this and produced the soundtrack. I have a feeling JT chooses the songs. It's like a jukebox musical, so there's lots of beloved pop songs which have been covered by actors in the movie. Interesting. There are some quite odd choices in there, though. Very odd choices. (laughs) The choices that feel like they have been made by someone like Justin Timberlake and not... Um, you know the studio (laughs) yeah in particularly that scene where the pop trolls we'll get into this listeners the pop trolls are singing a medley of the greatest pop songs and they start off with the spice girls you think yeah sure and then it deviates into a couple of songs that have come out in the last two years i'd never heard of i guess it's for kids though isn't it so it's it's more recent films are probably better for the target audience. I know you wanted the actual history of pop music. I think I did. I think I was <laughs> expecting an actual history of pop music. But I think I think for a younger viewer, it really is Gangnam Style. Not a single that's about it. Not a single ABBA song. Well, no, but... Do you think the rights were too expensive? Well, no, I just don't think any kids are going, <laughs> I want to see the trolls sing ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> they want to sing, see the trolls do Gangnam Style. So in the sequel, uh, JT and Anna Kendrick are back, along with a whole host of other well-known voices, including James Corden, Rachel Bloom, Kelly Clarkson, Sam Rockwell, and Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) That's right, Ozzy Osbourne is in Trolls World Tour. (laughs) Key characters, Anna Kendrick plays Queen, Poppy, and Justin Timberlake's character is called Branch. Don't know why. I'm sure that was explained Um, in the first film. Maybe it's explained in the first one. (laughs) Just a top line synopsis. I usually like to read off the back of the box, but uh, because it's streaming, there is no box. I'm reading this from Amazon. Join Queen Poppy and Branch on their latest adventure as they set out to bring harmony to unify the six troll tribes devoted to different kinds of music. So key things to know. Anna Kendrick is queen of the pop music trolls. They love pop music. And in this film, we get introduced to a whole bunch of other styles of music that different trolls uh, enjoy including the heavy metal trolls there's the dance music trolls the techno trolls sam the techno trolls the techno trolls <laughs> the rock trolls the rock trolls the funk trolls the classical music trolls and the country music trolls yes you remembered all the trolls i did remember all of the trolls <laughs> louise how did you get on with this I did not enjoy the first 20 minutes or so. It's quite an onslaught, isn't it? It's an assault on the senses. A true assault on the senses. There's lights, there's sounds, there's colours. I think it was the sound that you found most jarring because it starts with a lot of like techno, a techno cover of something, and then a load of like rock covers and there's been no introduction to any characters or plot at this point it's just noise yeah so the the opening scene is of the techno trolls and they're having this party and it's just like an assault of like loud techno music and then a load of loud rock music and then a load of loud pop music and i was just like sat back in my chair like what is happening and i mean you're right there is no there's no real there is a cloud which explains the story of the first film briefly. Uh, Talking Cloud, don't know why. But yeah, it's a lot of noise, a lot of colours, but eventually that stops and then the story does come into it. (laughs) And and I actually found myself, whilst really not enjoying the beginning, I got quite into it by the end. Yeah, there were a few jokes in it that I really laughed at. 
I think it's, yeah, it's just a shame. But I guess if you love this series and you've come from the first film, maybe maybe actually you don't need what we were looking for at the beginning of this movie. But once it goes on, it goes on this quest sort of story structure where Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake's trolls need to go around the five kingdoms uh, to unite them and to to beat the rock queen um, who's collecting the magical guitar strings. That's right. That's yep. the story. Yep. It makes sense when you're there. Um, but I, I got quite into the quest mission structure of this. And and uh, and I think the music actually got better as it went along as well. It did. I will say, though, if you watch it for one thing, watch it for the art direction. Mm. Because although the plot is fine, whatever, the animation and the art style is absolutely superb. I think that's what really elevates this film. Like, there's a lot of uh, CGI sort of family entertainment which is made to be released over holidays, and a lot of it does come and go. But I think the art direction in the Trolls movies is probably what, well, why there might be a sequel, but what elevates these above the sort of competition, I think, in that DreamWorks sort of animation field. It looks so beautiful. Mm. They've done, the Trolls are like, I don't know, I guess they're like supposed to look like toys because they've all got like furry skin and bright colors mm. and and the the worlds they live in are sort of very soft looking yeah all of the backgrounds sort of look like craft is the only way i can describe it do you know the game yoshi's woolly world where they render the beloved character yoshi as a sort of a soft toy yeah so like all the backgrounds are like look like they're made of fabric yeah or yarn and you can see like stitches and quilted bits and prints it's really really interesting to look at yeah it, i definitely agree it sort of had that look to it and it was really interesting just looking at the screen to sort of see that detail mm. uh, so i think the i mean i guess you know hundreds of people are involved in making an animated film like this but i think the art department they have such a strong vision for how this world should look like there's a waterfall in Popland <laughs> and it's just like silver foil like it's not real water it's it's this sort of like like a kid would make you know something that looks like water for a toy and I just thought that detail was was great pretty much every scene I was just like looking around the frame at like what detail the animators are yeah I was just looking at the backgrounds I think one of my favorite ones was they're they're by the edge of a river and the the water coming onto the shore was like um, a bit of cloth that they'd unpicked the threads from. They're trying to make it look at like, you know, like child playthings to, you know, if you're playing with the toys, you can like recreate what's on screen. But uh, yeah, I was, I, I did not expect it to look as nice as yeah. it did. Um, I must admit, I did go in with quite low expectations and I found myself definitely enjoying the plot, but also really, really enjoying the art direction. Shout out to everybody who animated on, on Trolls World Tour. I, I think you did an excellent job. So did you have a favourite song in this film, Louise? I enjoyed the Heim song over the end credits. Yeah, I did not expect <laughs> to hear that. Uh, I think it's an original song, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. So it's uh, Ludwig Göransson did the uh, original music in this film, along with all of the jukebox sort of musical stuff. And and yeah, he's credited uh, of working with Hyam to write um, and and record this this song that plays over the end credits. I really enjoyed seeing the Rock Trolls do a cover of Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne, nice. and, which is sung by Rachel Bloom's character. And then shortly after that, you're introduced to the Ozzy Osbourne who plays the King of Rock. <laughs> <laughs> in the film and he's he's a really old troll in a wheelchair and, and he barely speaks he just sort of makes noises <laughs> um, and I thought that was a nice follow on after the Crazy Train song Crazy 
It's Easter weekend. You're at home. You want to watch a brand new film, but you can't go to the cinemas because they're closed. Would you recommend people watch Trolls World Tour? I think I would. I think it's visually interesting enough. And the plot's fine. The songs are actually pretty good. You get into it after all. If you like musicals, I think you'll be really into it. So yeah, I would recommend it. There are so many songs in this film as well. <laughs> like, like, there must be uh, over 20 songs in this this movie. Like It's non-stop. I mean, a lot of them are sort of medleys and things, but it is packed. Yeah, I thought this film was quite charming. I laughed more than I thought I would. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and yeah, I think some of the songs are, are done really well. I just think it's a shame. It's it's quite hard to get into at the beginning. Like if someone told me I turned it off after five minutes, I wouldn't blame them at yeah. all because I think we were we were close, but we stuck with it and we had a really good time. So uh, yeah, get get over that weird techno bit at the beginning when there's no story whatsoever, <laughs> and uh, and and wait for Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake to show up, and uh, then you're in safe hands. Trolls just want to have fun. So there we have it. Trolls World Tour is in the festival. <laughs> is it? I think so. It's in the sidebar. Okay. Um, you've made it official. We talked about it on the pod. <laughs> Louise, as an avid Trolls World Tour fan, how would you like to present this film, the 90 minutes or less film first? I think I would dress the cinema up like the backgrounds in the film. So you cover everything in like, like felt and felt, fabric, fabric, <laughs> fabric, glitter, glue, yarn, ribbons, buttons, everything. I go for it. That sounds... Delightful. Why not? That sounds very cute. What sort of snacks would you serve? Ice gems <laughs> and party rings. Pure sugar. Just sugar. <laughs> Bright, sugary snacks. Panda pops. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Going for the school disco. Ice gems. <laughs> That's it, Sam. I run it like a school disco. A school disco screening of Trolls World Tour. Yeah, school disco. That sounds, that sounds delightful. If you could invite one special guest to the screening, who would that be? Anna Kendrick, because I actually think she's really cool. Yeah. And I want to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> You're going for Big Anna? Big Anna. Okay. It's between her or JT, but if I had to pick one, I probably would just pick Anna Kendrick. I think it's good. I, I think Anna Kendrick is probably invited to lots of different screening events, but probably not to anything particularly for trolls. So it might be quite nice. You know, Anna Kendrick, guest of honour. I mean, if she couldn't make it, maybe Ozzy is instead. <laughs> just get Ozzy Osbourne along. Would love to. <laughs> I, I think I would actually. I'm changing my answer. I'm changing my answer. I'd, I'd invite Ozzy Osbourne. You just along. said you thought Anna Kendrick was cool. Yeah, I do. But if you're like, if it's one guest, I mean, honestly, who's going to sell more tickets? Producer Hat Me says get Ozzy Osbourne down. Ozzy Osbourne introducing a screening of Trolls World Door yes. would definitely be an event. Uh, that sounds incredible. Okay, well, I'll, I'll be there. Um, and do you think this film could or should be longer than 90 minutes? No. I think it almost outstays its welcome. And that's bang on 90. And it's bang on 90. Okay, so there's no there's no flex in this. Um, it could not take a single extra song. I would, oh, saying that, I would maybe change the pop medley to yeah. add some better songs in. You want in. some ABBA? Yeah, I want, when they said, like, the greatest pop songs ever written, and they were not... It was a slight disappointment. Uh, yeah, and they only played four songs in that medley as well. Like, yeah. well it was when they were like, we're going to play every pop song. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I was like, what's going to happen? <laughs> and then they did Spice Girls and Gangnam Style and a couple yeah. of other tracks. And you're like, oh, oh, all right, right okay. cheers, guys. Okay. <laughs>
Well, there we have it. Uh, Trolls World <laughs> Tour is in the festival, and that brings our Easter weekend special to a close. Uh, we just thought it would be a nice thing to do as we got a long weekend to uh, to check in uh, with you all and uh, and yeah, and to talk about trolls. Thought that would be fun. And listeners, if you have any film recommendations over the long weekend please drop us a line on twitter we'd really like to hear from you we are at 90 min film fest let us know what you're watching so happy easter everyone and thank you for listening we're still recording the show whilst in lockdown uh, we've had some fantastic zoom chats uh, with some great new guests which will be coming out in the next few weeks and we've also got a couple of podcasts that we did in the before time if you've listened to this and not our newest episode, which came out on Friday, this is coming out on Sunday, uh, then please do check out Batman Beyond Return of the Joker with Amon Woman, our second DC animated movie. I really enjoy those films and I like this little strand that we're, we're building up there. Uh, so do check that out. And yeah, in the coming, in the coming weeks, I'm going to drop some teasers. I'm just going to do it. In the coming weeks, we've got comedian Nick Helm, director Rebecca Thomas, fellow podcaster Mike Munzer from the fantastic Evolution of Horror podcast. We've got writer Joe Barton, whose show Giri Haji, I think, has just moved to Netflix. So uh, do, do keep an eye out for that. I, I really love that show. We've got actor, producer, screenwriter, Kellen Jones. Uh, and we've got Edith Bowman. Some really great guests. I won't tell you what films they've chosen, though. We have to wait for the podcast. <laughs> uh, for those that those are coming out in the next few weeks slash months, I think that's that's it for now. We need to go and gorge ourselves silly on chocolate. We do. I've got a, a big old bag of mini eggs I need to duck into. Oh, nice. Breakfast, lunch and dinner. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to the show on your podcatcher of choice and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We are an independent podcast and every review really helps. We're also available on 90minfilmfest.com. You can contact us there or on Twitter and Instagram at 90minfilmfest. The show is produced by Louise Owen and me, Sam Clements. The show is edited by Louise Owen with sound mixing and additional editing by Luke Smith. Our music is by Martin Ostwick and our artwork is by Sam Gilby. We are a proud member of the Stripped Media Network. Do check them out and listen to our fellow Stripped Media pods, Song by Song, Flix Watcher, The Wire Stripped, they're all great. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Goodbye! member of the Stripped Media Network. Happy Easter, everybody! <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 ho. Happy Easter! Ho, ho, ho. Happy Easter!